Welcome to Evolve, where we have fearless, unfiltered, unapologetic conversation with host Chanel Spencer, author, speaker, and CEO of Maximum Evolution. Are you ready? I hope you're ready. Hello, 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 beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Evolve, where we have fearless, unfiltered, and unapologetic conversation because it's just mandatory over here. Like, we are authentically and genuinely ourselves. You either like it, love it, or hate it. Most people love and like it, so it is what it is. (laughs) So today, um, as you know, we have a special, special series for a lovely project that we've been working on, The Evolution Effect where we have 20 authors discussing how we have broken patterns, overcome adversities, and stepped into our greatness. And today, I have a special, special guest, one of my top and favorite authors. Okay, fine. I love all of my authors, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, Yvonne Brown. Say hello to the beautiful people. Hello, beautiful people. Thank you, Chanel. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy for you to be a part of this. So, just a little bit about Yvonne. She is a native of the from of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She is making her mark as a woman empowerment coach. She is driven by a desire to help women to soar beyond their past and to become the best version of themselves. Yes. As a project manager for over 10 years, Yvonne frequently found herself being a source of support and knowledge for other women in the workplace and other areas of her life. In 2020, she decided to launch a coaching business to be able to utilize her gift fully and to be accessible to even more women. Yes, I love it. Love, love, love it. Is your academy the Affirm and Pursue Academy? Yes, the Affirm and Pursue Academy. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes, thank you. And she has her own t-shirt line, Mindful Tees Boutique. I mm-hmm. love that. Love, 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 love that. Yes, listen, I like to be around, surrounded by a powerful woman and that's making moves. Yes. And making this coin. Okay. Yes. Movers and shakers. Yes, we are. We are about that life. That's me. (laughs) So first question, let's get into your chapter. What made you title your chapter 12 years to my exhale? Well, I didn't know, honestly, it was going to be titled that until I finished the write up of it. Um, And so once I was done and I looked back and thought back to my journey um, up until getting to my point of exhaling. I was like, yeah, it's about 12 years. It was, it was, it was 12 years until um, I was able to release and breathe again. And so I felt that there was no fitting title than 12 years to my exhale. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to be, I wanted it to be intentional in terms of um, a, a date or a time frame, um, because to me, it kind of brought a sense of um, how far I had come, right? And how long I had been dealing with <laughs> traumas and um, dealing with feeling like um, I didn't love myself and dealing with um, being in a toxic situation as it related to my family. And um, so, yeah, the title was just, it was just fitting when I just went back and, and, and reviewed what I had written. 
um, because I was toying with what I wanted to title the, the write-up and I didn't know. And so, yeah, um, I guess you could say I just went into my sacred place and I just asked God to just give me what he needed to give me. And that's what we both agreed on, <laughs> 12 years to my exhale. Mm-hmm. I love that. I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I love the play on words and I love yeah. what you discussed in your chapter because sometimes it is a process, right? And, yeah. And it literally is an exhale because for so long you feel like you're just holding your breath as you're going through life. And then we finally have that moment of peace and freedom. It's just like, ah, finally. (laughs) Like when you let go of grudges or you let go of pain or you let go of hurt or whatever's happening to your life, it just feels so freeing. Like, yes, like it is, it is freeing. (laughs) yes yes it is freeing and um (laughs) I um this this um this write-up I went (laughs) I went as deep as I allowed myself to go right Mm -hmm. um because um in my home it it was just it was a time it was a time of secrets and when I tell you, this is for those who are listening to this, secrets will destroy your life. It will destroy your life. And um, the enemy used secrets in my family to almost destroy us. But guess what? He didn't win. So that's my glory story on the other side of this. He didn't win. Um, and I thank God for that. But secrets almost destroyed my family. And um, the part that I didn't share in here was um, how um, my mom got entangled with um, my stepdad, which I I term as a wolf in in the chapter. Um, My father had passed away. Um, My father had been sick for quite some time. And so my mom, um, (laughs) when I think back to the amazing woman that she is and continues to be, but in that moment, um, I just realized that she went through a lot. She even had trauma. And he found her in a vulnerable space and knew that. And um, even now, I, I see my mom sometimes. Um, she'll have moments where she's just in solace and she's thinking. And she'll have moments where she'll tear up. And um, I tell you secrets don't hold secrets um because that's what the enemy wants to do is tear apart families families that he know are going to be victorious on the other side and it almost destroyed my it almost destroyed my family because of someone who came in that had secrets um it wasn't exposed um and then within our and within growing up in that toxic environment holding secrets almost destroyed us. And so I just say, I'm glad that we were able to come out on the other side of it. And the lump in my throat is no longer there. And, and that's the analogy that I use. It's like when you have this, um, this lump in your throat and you're, you're trying to swallow and it just won't go away. Like that's the, that's the best way I could have described it in that entire period of my life, the tense, feeling tense, feeling suffocated, knowing that um, there's something going on. But as a, as a child, you can't, 
you can't do anything with it. Like seeing that there's tense, there's tenseness in the home, um, seeing favoritism. Um, there was a lot of times when we and my mom, our relationship wasn't the best because, you know, um, they, they, they tell you when you're married, the two shall become one. So for her, it was her husband first. Um, but I saw things, Chanel, and I don't know how to describe this. I saw things, but it wasn't clear what I saw. Like I didn't, I didn't, um, for a moment in time, I didn't allow myself to exhale because it's kind of like, I didn't want to believe it. Right. And so when the secret was exposed, it was almost like it was too late. Right. And so my 12 years to my exhale in that chapter, it talks about kind of those moments in time. And it talks about the guilt that I carried and how I wasn't able to um, really rescue, rescue my siblings because I didn't know how, but I couldn't hold that. And I didn't want to hold that. And I thank God for um, just keeping my mind in perfect peace, keeping my mother out of jail because that's real talk. Right, like, like things went real left real fast. Oh, it, it almost did. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is tiny, but she is strong. Like, um, it almost did. Like, I, there, there were moments throughout it where it could have went left, and then we, we could have been without a parent. So my, my, my biological father had already passed, mm-hmm. and then my mom, we could have been like, you know, it, it could have went real left real quick. So the 12 years to an exhale, it, it, it encompasses so many things. Um, being free of guilt, um, being free of the secrets, forgiving myself, um, loving more on my siblings, um, having a stronger relationship with my mom now, um, and realizing that the word is very clear because I'm a Christian. The word is very clear when God says, vengeance is his and he will repay. And being okay with that, right? And, right. It, and it wasn't overnight. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't overnight, but being okay that the word says what it says and that it cannot return void. And so um, understanding that God, you're going to do whatever you want to do and you're going to do it in your time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to to share that. Mm-hmm. No, and it's 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 powerful for you to share. Like one of the hardest things to do is to go back to your past, and I call it unpack the luggage, and to like <laughs> yes. to talk about things and to face things that you may have suppressed. I say sometimes you leave it in the airport, thing, hoping the luggage never shows up ever again and lost and found, right? Mm-hmm. Or you know, or just things that you just haven't had to deal with because, you know, you still kind of have to move on with life, right? Some people like literally get stuck in that time and age mentally where things, they're the things that they experienced. So they don't develop and mature in certain ways, right? And like sometimes the things that we experience literally define, become the definition of who we are because we wear it on our sleeves, on our face, in our behaviors, what we do, how we do. And some people don't even understand that concept. So it's a major deal that one, that you you understand 
what you have gone through and you are now using this platform to share your story because it can impact so many. Like I can literally sit here. I rarely talk about um, the things that I experienced as a child, but it's the most like detrimental time for us because that's where we start learning things and seeing things. And we start to believe that certain things that are aren't normal are normal when we become adults and then we start to mimic those behaviors or mimic those things that we've experienced so i think that it's like amazing for you to 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 be who you are today and understand that hey there and recognize that hey there are things that i experienced but there are these are things that i no longer want to have control over who i am and what my possibilities are no, because I, I realized that, um, you know, um, <laughs> the, the evil forces out there would have me mm-hmm. think otherwise. And, you know, I don't want to be trapped in my mind like that. Like, I don't want to be, um, God has so much for me to do in this life. And I don't want to have any regrets and I don't want to be disobedient to the call. And so for me, I had to, I had to raise up my hands and say, you know what, what God, whatever you're going to do, show me what it is that I need in order to propel myself forward to do it, right? And one of the things was um, understanding that that forgiveness piece is key because I don't want to forgive. I don't want to forgive nobody that, that caused harm to, to my family. For what? And in the way that it was done, like, um, there wasn't even any justice to this point, right? In terms of human justice, in in terms of law enforcement of this land. Um, The only justice that we have is in what God says in his word, that vengeance is his. But Mm -hmm. understanding that I cannot show up as an authentic person to the women that I I choose to serve if I myself haven't gone through the process, right? And I myself haven't gone through um, healing. And I myself haven't gone through... um, forgiveness, like forgiving, forgiving myself of guilt, forgiving myself of um, um, not acting when I, I felt an impulse mm-hmm. and not really being sure. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how to describe it, but I understand that um, there's no way that I can be at a at hundred and, and some percentage right. if I don't allow those parts of me to be made whole, Right. And so um, when you look back and when I think back to where I was and where I am now, there's no way. There's no way that I could, I could be here now speaking as freely because guess what? That lump in my throat still existed, right? Mm-hmm. So now I'm able to, um, and when I, when I cry now, it's not, I'm not crying because I'm hurt. I'm crying because of tears of joy, right? I'm crying because I understand that it could have ended up another way for me and my family, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because there are so many people, and let's keep it real, Chanel, there are so many people who um, their lives, when they're traumatized and when they go through something as serious as that, they don't don't come out on the other side of it, right? Um, They may may, um, deal with trauma for so long. And I I don't want generational curses to be anywhere near my family. Hey, man. I have, I have nieces, I have nephews, um, you know, I need them to understand that, yes, this happened, this occurred, 
but it's not going to flow over into them, right? It's mm -hmm. not going to flow over into the generations to come because we need, we need strong leaders, right? We need you to be whole. We need you to go forth right now with the call that has been given to you and understand that there are going to be moments where you're going to be given an assignment. And it's okay if you don't understand it right away, like what's happening to you, right? Mm -hmm. But I need you to understand that whatever they, the devil thought was going to happen, it stopped right here with Yvonne. Like, yes. I'm, not, I'm not about that. And I will cover them directly and indirectly. I believe in, 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 in pouring out. I believe in covering them. I believe putting on oil. Like, that's, it's not going to come here. And it needed to stop because, like I said before, secrets almost destroyed this family, right? right. So I don't want them to grow up like that. I don't want them to grow up in an environment. Like, we already have enough going on outside of our homes in this world. Right. And so because we are called to be set apart. Right. It is my duty to do that, to ensure that they understand how precious they are and whose they are. Right. Mm -hmm. And you cannot do that fully if you're caught up in all of these distractions. And the distraction is trauma. It is a distraction. Right. It's trauma. It's not dealing with your self-healing. It's not getting to your exhale. It's not realizing that, you know what, this happened to you, but guess what? Daughter, I'm, I've been there all along. And some people may not understand that, but I now understand what that means. And it, <laughs> did I want right. to go through it? Absolutely not. I don't want to go through it. I didn't understand right. what was going on. Nobody wants to go through that. Right. But God, when I think to where I am now, I'm like, Lord, have mercy. It was, it, it, there was a reason. Like, I'm here talking to you. Mm -hmm. I would have never thought that this is this going through that would have brought me to this moment. Going through that would have allowed me to step into the call for my life, creating an academy of firm and pursue, helping women um, learn to love themselves more, understanding that no matter what happened to you, it does not matter anymore. God see, sees you and he still calls you as great. He still loves you. Right. And I need you to believe that. I need you to believe that um, there are people praying for you. Right. Me, I'm praying for you. I'm pouring out and I'm doing everything that I can to make sure that you're whole and you understand that circle of trust. I'm here. Support. I'm here. Accountability. I'm here. And mm -hmm. until we have more people doing that, you know, there's always going to be. Um, women who feel like they don't have that circle of trust and I don't I don't right. want that to ever be me I don't ever I don't ever want to be a stumbling block to mm -hmm. no one and so I'm being obedient in the call and doing what I need to do um, to make to ensure that I impact as many women as possible right yes like listen like it's so important and 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 it's so powerful for you to to again recognize it right like you said there are some people that literally get stuck in what they've been experienced and don't come out on the other side, whether it's because of those type of situations where um, something happens to the child or something happens to the mother, or it becomes really detrimental to the family. And then at the same time, because of the trauma, it impacts you. Trauma impacts you mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually. Yes. Yes. And, and it can literally, like, I know this because same thing, same situations for me. And it was daunting. Like I was miserable. Like, like I was always on edge. I was angry. I was 
everything aggravated me. I had zero patience. I was the kindest person in the world, right? Like loving, mm-hmm. yay, mm-hmm. rainbows mm-hmm. and sprinkles. And mm-hmm. then on the other side, I'm like, because Mm -hmm. I was carrying so much pain and so much frustration and so Mm -hmm. much trauma Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize it and it wasn't Mm -hmm. until I had that aha moment to be like yeah like no like this is literally controlling my life this Mm -hmm. is literally dictating my day-to-day this is literally Mm -hmm. dictating my future if I don't face it and deep dive and figure out how to move forward and release it all and that's Mm -hmm. what happens and it and it it comes through in so many different ways. Like it's unreal yes. how it comes through in your life in so many different ways. If you don't yes. do anything, if you, if you suppress anything, it's going to come out. Like whether somebody pissed you off today and you just suppress it, it's going to come out in your attitude or it's going to come out in a different way. So you always want to just deal with it. Maybe in the right time though, when you're ready to receive and you're ready to release is when you deal with it. Cause if not, then you're just, just it's just a weight that you carry. So yes, no, you're yes. absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And in your chapter, you literally said um, that the years of the deal of dealing with the wolf were unbearable. It even caused a break in my relationship with my mom for some time. It was a lousy movie filled with sadistic, selfish, fear-ridden, male-dominating behavior that, mm-hmm. as a young child, I couldn't do anything about. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I tried, but mm-hmm. um, my mom, so my trying was, um, I was, <laughs> she'll tell you, you ever talked to her. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I, I'm, I'm very much like my biological father mm-hmm. um, in attitude and like, I'm no nonsense. I don't have time for the foolishness. And so I was that child who challenged things. Mm-hmm. So when, when you, when, when he did certain things, um, that I called BS, right? I challenged that. I was that mm-hmm. child in the, in the household. And my mom was like, what are you doing? Um, I'm not listening to him. That's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what do you mean you're not? Uh, because I'm not. Why? Because he's not my dad. Like, I, I had that mouth. Like, I was... Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I saw... I saw... The, and, and you know what? Dad, thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. My discernment, now that I'm talking about you, talking to you about this, my mm-hmm. discernment was there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> there was some, no, there was, there was something not pleasing. Right. And my mom said I was being disrespectful, but for me, Chanel, I, I think I was, I, I don't, I didn't call it as, I didn't see it as being disrespectful. I called it as what it was. You were pitting me and my sisters against one another because you were molesting my, my sisters and you were doing things to cover it up. Right. Right. You were saying things to cover it up. You were trying to throw your weight around as, as an authoritative figure in the home, um, trying to institute, um, I guess what you call discipline. And I wasn't for it. I wasn't for it. I wasn't for the bullying. I wasn't for the discipline. And I wish that you would touch me. Like I was that, I was that child in the household. That was me. And that's one of the reasons why for, for a while, you know, me and my mom, our relationship wasn't, because she didn't know what was going on. My mom worked at night. This was occurring when she was here, right? Um, she didn't know. 
Right. So <laughs> he was very cunning and very slick. Mm-hmm. Very slick. Very slick. Very Aren't slick they all? Very slick. And so um, I made no apologies for standing up to him. Um, made none whatsoever to this day. I, I don't even think I asked God for forgiveness for it because for me, it was, it was, it was me doing my best as a child to do what I could do. Um, and yeah, hands were laid because of quote unquote disobedience, but whatever. At that time, I just was like, I'm, I'm, if I'm going to take it, I'm going to take it. But I'm not, I'm not bowing down, quote unquote, to what you're laying because I know what you're doing. Right. And, and so, so like as a child, just like, it's, oh my gosh, like it's so um, life-changing having those experiences because it then puts you in a place where you have a lack of trust of authority figures and then you don't know who to trust because then you feel like everybody is a demon in some kind of way. Um, And then also you, in the beginning, you trust these individuals because they are an authoritative figure and it's like it's like a it's like a double whammy on both sides because as a child you're looking for security you're looking for stability you're looking for you're looking for for the people that are supposed to protect you to be protectors and when they aren't it leaves you as a child as a teenager as an adult to feel a lack of trust to feel insecure to it just it just it's so impactful and then you then you then you then you feel like a victim all the time because it's just like you don't know you just don't know like you don't know who to feel safe with you don't know it's like okay when are you going to when are you going to turn on the other side when, like you know what i'm saying for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm the world like it's like everybody friends it just becomes a thing and it's something that's in your mind and it might be consciously or subconsciously and it's like if you don't deal with it it just it just festers it really does and for you to share um yeah all of this and share it in your I know there are so many people that have had similar experiences and I didn't know, like I read your chapter, but of course, but in like these particular moments and these particular experiences, it's like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, and sometimes it can literally, like you said, some people don't come out on the other side because they don't. Right. Because you suppress it by starting to use drugs or you suppress it with alcohol or you suppress it and become mentally ill. Like it's just so many ways that it can literally take you out so for you to be here and be able to share your story and have your company and like here we are stepping into greatness okay just say it. yes 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 <laughs> gotta like, gotta do it gotta do right. it right exactly exactly and gotta do it chapter, there was a part mm-hmm. that i um i absolutely loved when you were talking about how you came to the other side of the trauma, you know what I mean? And you're like, I just needed to get there. I had to get to the other side of the white rain, the other side of guilt, shame, hurt, and learn to forgive those who hurt me. When God brought me to a sacred place and surrounded me with spiritual leaders who interceded for my family and me, it mm-hmm. is when the be- the release began. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so 
I, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a very tight knit circle. Um, and I don't know if that's because I'm an introvert. It may be. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm very discerning with who I allow in my space and even mm-hmm. more so now. Um, because I understand that the assignment that's on my life is, is, is very precious. And so, but going back to that moment, um, that part in the chapter, um, there, when, we, when it was exposed, when he was exposed, um, it was, it was shame. Like we felt shameful, um, confused. I was very, very angry. Um, I was very angry because not even the law could hold him, mm-hmm. um, because the statues of limitation had ran out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so you felt trapped. Um, the only, the only type of, uh, the only type of, uh, consult that we could get was through the prayers of those who knew what it meant to intercede. And I'm not talking about the five minute prayers. Of, oh, thank you, Lord. Da, da, da. No, I'm talking about right. people who poured out for us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my family had transitioned to another fellowship and mm-hmm. the, the pastor at that time was a, an anointed man of God. Um, his leadership team anointed. Um, they prayed over us. They anointed us with oil. They cast out whatever was in us that was not of God. Like that was a spiritual moment for, for our family and for me especially. And I, that's when I say in the chapter, I was able to re- begin to release again, meaning um, I knew that at the end of it all, it was going to be okay. It was going to be okay in the sense that we had now found people who, um, who truly, truly empathized with us and who truly cared about our well-being and who understood the breaking down of generational curses and -hmm. understood that the devil was not going to take this and do what he wanted to do with it. Um, And so because of that sacred place, because of that moment in time, Mm -hmm. um, I felt, I felt good. Like I felt for the first time in a long time that I could be um, transparent. Yep. I could actually have conversations. Um, I could see that my, um, my sisters were um, doing better. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't, we, we were in an vi- environment of safety and I couldn't say that before. Um, and I was, I was just thanking God for that. So that right. part in the book was, it was true. The sacred place was being in a safe place where people of God rallied around us and, and took us through and helped us get through that season of our lives. Right. Yeah. Wow. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Yeah. Powerful. And, and it's so- important. I will say, sorry, I will say yeah. that it's, in, it's important. It's important that you have an upper room. Yes. It's important that you have, you have, you have people who are not afraid to fight on your behalf against the enemy. Mm-hmm. It's important because um, there, there were moments, there were moments where you couldn't utter anything. There were moments and, you know, sometimes you, you need to reach out and say, hey, I, I, need, I need you guys to come on in and intercede right now because 
this is not going well. So when I, um, <clears throat> when I talk about in my group, um, I, I do many lives on, it's important that you surround yourself with like-minded people. Yeah, in the business space, but also in the spiritual realm, right? I don't need everybody. I don't need, I don't need everyone praying for me because I don't, I don't know if your heart is pure. I'm just keeping it real. Exactly. I don't know. Not no judgment. I'm just saying, um, I don't know the fruits that you bear. So, you know, it's, it's important. I will say this to those that are listening. You, if you, you know, you need to make sure that who you, who you surround yourself with, they truly do love and care about you. Yes. They understand what's going on around here. And so, um, yeah, we have that. We have people that love us and pray for us all the time. Even before I even got on this call, Chanel, mm -hmm. I just reached out to my upper room. Like, I need you guys on it, Yvonne. We on it. We're praying. <laughs> right. It don't, and it don't matter when. It don't matter what time of day. It don't matter where I'm at. Whenever I need them, I call on them. So it's important that you make sure you surround yourself with people genuinely care about you yes you are. and want the best for you Listen, it's super important and again touching on that the support system is important having the right people in your circle having the right mentors the right coaches the right spiritual advisors in your corner is so important it's so as bad as we want to be like we could do it all on our own <laughs> yeah no it's impossible <laughs> yeah. trust me yeah. It is. You need someone, even if it's just one friend, you need someone that is in your corner to support you emotionally, mentally, physically, and be there for you because it's hard to do things alone. Like, trust me, like this is a whole other conversation, but the entrepreneur journey, whoo, doing it alone, mm -mm. No. you'll be ready to scream and throw stuff and break through the wall if yeah. you do it by yourself you know what I mean you you just need someone and so find the right people to surround yourself with and sometimes it's hard because people wear lovely masks but people always expose themselves and it always comes out what's in the dark comes out into light at some oh point. yes so <laughs> yeah so the, sure the light the light broke the darkness I mean that's exactly, Bible. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next for you well What's next for me is um, I want to continue on my assignment. Um, I'm going to do some more courses. I'm very big on paying down debt. Um, I'm very big on making sure women understand the importance of um, being financially secure. Um, because my story, <laughs> way back when, I was in a place where I wasn't. And so I want to make sure, especially in this current climate, um, I want to push through on that, you know, and, and, and show up and, and share with women and teach women how to get their financial matters. So I do that in my academy. And I also want to hopefully, you know, um, continue sharing things, these empowerment messages, um, authoring more books, because now that I see how, how powerful it is for people to hear what you've been through so that it can heal them, I definitely want to do more of that and just be a light, just be a light in this world, right? And show up every day, giving 120% um, sowing into this earth mm -hmm. and bearing fruit. That's what's next for me. Um, 
and making sure that whoever I impact can come back and say, Yvonne, thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being transparent. And um, this is what I gleaned from you being all of those things. So yeah, that's, that's what I have coming up. Just, um, yeah, my academy. Um, and also working more on some inspirational um, apparel items in my Mindful Tees boutique. Um, I am mm -hmm. working more on a couple of um, shirt releases for the queens. Yes. So I'm excited about that as well. So yes. Definitely want to show you, because you know I love taking my pictures, okay? Like, yes, okay. yes, yes. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So do you have any final words for the audience? Yes, I do. Um, I want to say that it took me 12 years to my exhale, right? Mm -hmm. And it was a long time, right? But that was my time. That's not God's time. And God's time, he was working on me all along. So I just want to say that that moment, that breakthrough that you, that you are trying to get through, just realize it'll happen at the right time for you. Mm -hmm. And when it does happen, listen, share your glory story because you never know who needs, who needs your medicine. Yes. There's, a quote in, there's a quote that I, I leave in my chapter at the end. It says, your story has medicine for a wounded soul. It is so true. It does. It does. You never know what sharing what you have been through can do for another human being. You never know. So don't be ashamed of it. I understand that it will take you some time to process. I understand that it will take you some time to get there, but you will get there. You have to get there because guess what? You are called to be great. You are called to be powerful. You are called to make a mark in this world, right? And because you are called by the father upstairs, there's, there's nothing anybody can throw at you to stop you mm -hmm. from doing what you are called to do. Yep. So yes. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> listen, Thank you listen, so much. Listen. No worries. And how can the audience connect with you? Yes. So I am on several um, social media outlets. My Instagram handle is at Yvonne Brown Exhales. And then you can also find me on my Affirm and Pursue Facebook group as well. So you just type in Affirm ampersand Pursue. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yes. Listen, listen. Again, I thank you for being on the show. I thank you for being a part of this project. Your yes. story is oh, so like it gave me chills reading it and I and one because I completely understand your experience and what you've gone through um because we have similar stories and I literally love how um you take your message and you are now empowering women all over and it's it's powerful and sometimes you know we as women we literally have like crab in the barrel mentality versus collabing together and taking over the world yes so i absolutely love everything that you do and Thank i'm you. excited to continue to see your level of success and taking over the world and coming yes. out with more because i see more books coming out for you girl I, yes, yes i yes. see it i manifest <laughs> i will manifest everything that yes. i desire chanel i will yes. manifest everything that i desire so i thank you i thank you for seeing something in me and, um, you know, if I can just share this with your audience, I met Chanel one time and we connected. 
one time. And so she will forever be someone that I look to for wise counsel. She will forever be someone that I hold near and dear to my heart because of what you are doing, right? With, with what you're doing with your platform. So I applaud you for that. And I just thank you for the opportunity. Yes, no, like, oh, <laughs> you're amazing. And I love what you're doing. And like she said, like we, what, what was it the bridge? What, where did we meet? Yes, it bridge? was, yeah. um, I don't know if it was the bridge. It was another, it was another event. Um, but I know it, yes. Yeah. With Dr. Stevie, but I know yes. it was, it was within one of her, one of her breakout Right. Sessions. When we did the and breakout, you, right. Yes. I yes, that. I was like, yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. yes, I need, uh-huh. I found you on Facebook. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we just connected and, yes. um, listen, when I tell you that, um, and you could probably relate to this a little bit mm-hmm. when, when, when you, when you just, just, you just show up and you just do the work, God will bring people into your life right? To help you fill out the gaps, the spaces that you're unsure, right? And so (laughs) to your audience, I will say like, you may not, you may not know, like from day to day, how to pursue certain things. But I promise you, I promise you that if you just wake up every morning, and you do an intentional routine, and you just ask God to just, God, just show up, throw your weight around. And in my situation, whatever you have for me today, just show me who I need to connect with. He will do it. Yeah. I am a living witness because that's how I connected with Chanel. Um, and and I'm, I'm still connecting with people because I am, I've been obedient to the call and I am, I'm not slowing up. I'm right. not slowing up. So yeah, it's, it's, it's this is purpose-driven. This yes, is purpose-driven. I love it, love it, love it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for you. being part of this project. Thank you for being here with our lovely listening audience. Thank you to our lovely listening audience for tuning in. And if you have not gotten your copy of The Evolution Effect, you need to go get your copy right now. Yes. Not tomorrow, <laughs> right now. <laughs> and make sure that you are ready and registered for our virtual book launch that will be coming sooner rather than later. I'm super, super excited. Mm-hmm. I thank you for your time, Yvonne. I thank you for sharing your stories. I know it is not easy to, to deep dive into things that we've experienced that were like whoo, traumatizing to us, but it's important. It's therapeutic. It's a yes. form of release for us to just be like, this happened to me, but it does not define me. So I'm super proud of you and everything Amen. that you are doing and to our lovely lovely listening audience thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time bye bye (laughs) thank you for tuning in to evolve stay fearless unfiltered and unapologetic until next time special shout out to all of our amazing listeners you are truly appreciated follow our host chanel spencer at chanel spencer now on instagram and facebook Songs I'm from the South by D21 from Black Mob Entertainment off the 720 God album. Find him on Instagram at only D21. I'm from the South. Straight out the south, we hit his rock gold teeth straight out your mouth. My niggas don't know peace, fuck is you saying though? Homies he playing though. Know my old dudes bring more than a candle. Bring the heat to them, there they keep talking. Know that they would then, little dogs barking. Step across the line, be south.